Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug. I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you once again from the muck with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, August 30th. We did it. Fuck you, August 2020. And my guests, so excited about this. I got to rearrange some stuff, though, because I'd like to do it in alphabetical order. We have a last minute edition. My guests today are Steve Agee, Matt Belknap, and Open Mike Eagle. Woo! Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey Hello, Doug, fellas. Hey Doug, does your uh, theme song say you you hate sticky seats? <laughs> yeah, you know the theme song was recorded, uh, you know, over a decade ago, back when um, there were still some pornographic theaters. <gasps> okay, okay, so I was wondering those about particular that. theaters. I do not care for the sticky seats. Yeah, that's yeah, true. you don't. That's not as much of an issue these days. No, Who I made was, that theme song. What's that? Who made the theme song? You don't know? No. After all these years, <laughs> um, uh, Mike Furman. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Mike and uh, okay. Chris Hardwick. Uh, okay. It went hard and firm. I reached out to them. They were. Uh, that's how long ago this was. They were a team. Yeah. And I said, guys, you want to do this theme song for free? And they were like. No problem. <laughs> We're just going to make sure to put some words in there that people will ask you about for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's a trade-off. That's a proper yeah, trade-off. Because, uh, because people don't understand, uh, they don't understand what, the, what they're saying when it says uh, 30 ads. Oh, yeah. yeah. 30 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. It's like, it goes fast and people, uh, you know, it's hard to, hard to figure it out. But thank you for your question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's meet my guests individually and alphabetically, starting with Steve Agee. Hello, Steve. Hi, man. Long time. Last time I saw you was in Atlanta. That's true. That's the first thing I was going to bring up is the last yeah. time we spoke on, on this program, you were not allowed to say no. which part you were playing in Suicide Tuicide. Which parts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As it turns out. Yeah. So tell us now, uh, it's the, it's a King shark. I'm King. I was King shark on set. I, uh -huh. I basically was doing what Sean Gunn did with uh, rocket. I was there right, for, which is for, most for, of the performance. Bradley Cooper <laughs> swoops in and takes all the credit. <laughs> yeah, for standing around a booth for twenty minutes. Much like Bradley Cooper, some other asshole is going to step in and, <laughs> and work for a day and and get all the King Shark credit. But we then know I who that is. Do you know who's doing the voice? I actually don't know. Oh, interesting. Um. Yeah, so there's that, and then I play a character, an actual live-action character named John Economist, who's in the uh, actual original uh, comic series. What's his deal? Or are you not allowed to say? 
Well, in the comic books, he is the, uh, I believe he's the original, I could be wrong, but I, I think he is the original warden for Bell Rev Prison, which oh, is I where see. where they're all based out of, where the, you know, all these supervillains are housed. Mm-hmm. But it's something, uh, it's something kind of different now in the movie. Maybe. <laughs> nice try man you were really you were really loose and just talking and then we already came to a dead end <laughs> but um we also are not going to see the film until when uh almost a year next august august of 2021 yeah i i, I want to say august 6th i think is uh the release date well i'm excited for it and um we also have never had a chance, you and I, to discuss that we are both voices of uh, blobby weirdos in <laughs> Justin Roiland's Squanch game, uh, Trover Saves the Universe. That's, that's right. And I only just recently was able to hear, our, our, hear and see our, our actual performances. Well, you know, I don't have uh, video game stuff at home, and, and I certainly don't have the, you know, VR headset and all that business. And uh, uh, so I just finally one day, it just dawned on me, oh, there's, there's dudes that just go on YouTube and, and just show the whole game. That's how I saw it. As well. <laughs> That's how I saw it. I just sat and watched. I had to, you know, after a while, I finally had to, like, start fast-forwarding because I tried to watch it naturally, and I just got tired of waiting for my part. Yeah. Uh, so, but once I got to my part, it's just, uh, the trouble is that the guy playing isn't terrible at it. So, <laughs> so a lot of the lines that I said, I still haven't heard. Right. Because I've got, I've just got to, you know, either play the game or watch somebody play the game and have them just stand around and not accomplish anything because there's so much stuff that Justin had us say it's there when the person's like failing to move on to what they're supposed to do next. Well, you should put that out to your listeners. Uh, anybody who has the game and is uh, playing it or has played it to, uh, you know, make a recording of uh, all the Doug Benson parts. I love this. <laughs> What's a squanch game? I, I have to, I don't know what that is. It's a weird sounding thing to me. What is that? <laughs> That's the name of his, co- his gaming company, Squanch. Oh. Squanch Games. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's in line with all of the silly words he's always making up. Yeah. I thought it was just an adjective everybody knew except me. So it's good to know that it's proprietary. <laughs> no, I didn't know either. I was, I, I'm glad you asked because I was too afraid to ask. I feel like I'm going to be asking a lot of questions <laughs> in, in the show. I feel like that's going to be my position. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you being here. And it's strange that someone with the last name Eagle would be third alphabetically. But that's, <laughs> that's how that shook out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Belknap is here. Hey. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. How's it going? It's going great. We uh, had a little bit of a snafu today. The, the reason you're a guest, I mean, you're always welcome to be a guest, of course, because uh, you're uh, the, the only reason I would ever listen to Never Not Funny. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, you're, you were here as, a, as the role of producer today. Right. And we had an issue with our... Uh, the email link that we have to send out to people. Um, Casper Van Dien was going to be here, who is the uh, actor, of course, most famous for playing Johnny Rico in Starship Troopers. And, um, you know, he, I hope he's not just sitting somewhere wondering (laughs) where we are and thinking of us, thinking of us like bugs and thinking the only good bug (laughs) is a dead bug. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we don't want to get that guy mad at us he's intense yeah but, but he's a very nice actor he did were you there uh when he did douglas movies at meltdown comics one time i don't think so i think i would remember that because yeah. he's a very strikingly handsome man so i, I can't imagine forgetting seeing him in person <laughs> yeah ryan was i mean <laughs> yeah ryan yeah no you're right you were right you got right, it right right there. ryan ryan was there and yeah. um I assume maybe not even probably. Yet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think he was on with Rosa Salazar and I want to say a comedian, maybe, maybe Ken Reed was on that one. But anyway, uh, he was a great guest, super nice. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, didn't mind how hot it was at Meltdown Comics. Didn't mind the crickets. It was really a pleasant experience. So he doesn't hate bugs. That was just a roll. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he, uh, and he also hung out and watched, you know, watched me and uh, all my other friends, you know, smoke weed in the, out behind the, uh, out behind the comic book store in front of the fire station. It was, it was great yeah. times. Nice. But he has a movie that, that, that's part of why he coaxed him into doing this is because he's got a movie uh, that opens on Tuesday by opens. I don't know what that means. Some, some theaters and uh, right. drive-ins uh, not sure about on demand because they're really uh, theaters are really opening. Um, Crazy. It's yeah. It's called, it's called the second, the second. So there's your plug. Yeah, check Johnny out the second. Rico. And Matt I apologize. Belknap, what have you been up to? Has, has Never Not Funny been, have you and Jimmy Pardo been uh, cranking out episodes during this whole thing? Yes, we have. Uh, we actually are doing three episodes a week now, um, mostly because Jimmy's bored at home and has nothing else to do. So <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we added a third episode uh, a week, and that's for our paying subscribers. We have like a, a premium thing that that uh, the hardcore fans do so yeah we've been pretty busy um and uh definitely didn't think we would still be doing this in august but uh here we are right <laughs> i know we were all like oh we'll do these zoom shows for a couple of months that'll uh right. you know get us to the next phase <laughs> yeah oh, <God. laughs> well thank you for uh jumping in Sure. Uh, and of course, all the questions I have for Casper, I'm going to ask you. Go right ahead. I'm, I'm ready. Oh, be ready for that. <laughs> I don't even have any questions for him. This What's is Dina Meyer really like? <laughs> yeah, that's a great. <laughs> Who's your favorite Busey? <laughs> it's uh, always Gary. It's always Gary. Yeah. And um, also joining us today with... Uh, I believe a new album coming out soon. It's Open Mike Eagle. Yeah, you you believe right. It doesn't come out till October though. <laughs> but it's one of those uh, memory tests for me. The title. It's uh, anime. What else? Uh, oh, trauma and divorce. It's those three things <laughs> that don't yeah. that don't go together overtly <laughs> yeah. at all. It's one of those three word tests like I took in Super High Me, where like <laughs> <laughs> after ever I like you know cab avocado brick. Yeah. So um, that's coming out on what date? Uh, October 16th. Nice. All right. I know you feel weird about promoting it right now, but. Uh, well, you know. yeah, man. Everybody's going through shit, and I made an album about my own shit I was going through before the world fell apart. So it's a little strange to, uh, you know, first of all, I'm trying to sell it, which is weird. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to promote it during a time when everybody's fucking depressed so i don't know <laughs> it feels a little strange at the moment you know yeah, yeah but you're uh you know the what you put into your music uh it, it could soothe people or you know inspire people in so you know so many different ways I, I think that music is the one thing where i think every musician should be making music right now and and just putting it out and whether it's you know whether they're getting rich off it or not just uh that's i think the music's the one thing that you know, can really just make people feel better. Every, everything else, and even some music, obviously, ly- lyrically, music's could be, uh, music could upset people, but uh, uh, you know what I mean? I just think that, uh, like Lady Gaga was like, I'm not gonna put out my album. It's just like, well, why Why not? Like, yeah, you're not gonna distract the world that much with your album. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what she means though. She might be making it sound altruistic. What she means is like all the stores are broken. You know yeah. what I mean? So she doesn't want to like miss out on that extra five hundred grand that she would have right. made if if like all the vinyl stores were still open and all that sort of sort of jazz. Yeah, that's the tricky part of like that's what's going on with movies now is it's just a giant uh, chess game because every movie you know they're doing the research and figuring out well is it gonna you know which way is it gonna do best for us in these circumstances why doesn't everybody just do, go the vod route i don't understand why they don't do that why they don't well, all just like know, sell it through roku or whatever the hell because these blockbuster movies uh 
especially Christopher Nolan's Tenet, but uh, these movies in general, it's uh, it's all about the big screen, like the, the oh the experience, the experience, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, and the thing is, is that they can get you know they get the double hit with the you know if you have it in theaters and then VOD, then they're getting money for the same movie twice. Right, and going straight to VOD is really you know cutting into. But to the point of like, it's it's insane how far off they're putting some movies. I mean, like, I feel like Suicide Squad 2 isn't really actually done, so they, it's not such a big deal that it's <laughs> a year from now. But like the Fast and Furious uh, number nine, you know, that was supposed to come out like in April, and now it's not coming out till next year. It's, it's just sitting there. It's completely done. Mm. We could be enjoying it. <laughs> I would love to see all that. I, I, I'm so <laughs> bummed when I was bummed when uh, Tenet, you know, was pushed because yeah. I, you know, of course it'd be better to see it in the theater, but I got nothing going on. I'm just <laughs> doing nothing. You know what I, you know what I noticed, Steve? Um, yeah. So the world was already shitty, but then like everything got markedly shittier once the yes. Jordan documentary ended like the day <laughs> yes. after that the day after people were riding in the streets oh my god how good was that it was yeah. the best it, it gave us a reason to live for a few weeks it was great <laughs> so good um I wanted to just bring back to the show not that I ever really did it regularly but I think it's really interesting now that there is weekend box office reports and i have the results for this this particular weekend from from the two theaters that are (laughs) yeah well it turns out there's like over i think over two thousand screens wow a lot of it's uh, i guess is drive-ins but you know not not more than 20 percent. i don't think i bet i know what number one was well it was the the one big movie that came out yeah uh, the New Mutants. Oh, that was in theaters? Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, I would have said Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about movies that are actually, you know, in uh, in theaters. It's, uh, it, Bill and Ted's playing at drive-ins, but yeah, it's, I don't think it's... I think Bill theaters. and Ted's just drive-ins and VOD, I think. Oh, okay. I think this is talking about just domestic screens, you know, because there's right. just a lot of places that have opened up enough. And a lot of these theaters are, they're just doing it at like 50% capacity right. with uh, empty seat in between each group. Right. But I still, I wouldn't, and masks. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch a movie in a the theater with a mask on. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, I'll go everywhere else with a mask on. I mean, I believe in wearing masks. I'm just not going to go, sit in a movie theater like feeling like i'm in the middle of like unless the movie's contagion then I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> then oh it my god like, then it'd be like an immersive experience right you know? yeah, that's true but, I, was, I, I just had a fucked up thought like they should have movie theaters set aside for people who all have tested positive and they're then they're in there up and about where they can just go or like you know <laughs> it, i'm sure the industry would love it yeah. Even though it would be fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> antibody theaters. Yeah, they should just do that. They should have those. They don't have to distance. They can pack them in. <laughs> yeah, I think they should also, maybe some places are looking into this. Yeah, I think there should be more theater rentals where you just rent the theater and then you decide, you know, which and how many people are going to be at your screen. It's mm, a good idea. But again, that's like, that's a, you know, that's going to be for rich people. Uh, and uh, that's not going to be fair. So forget I ever suggested. <laughs> I did think it was it was would have been possible to sell them at like twenty five percent capacity uh, with the way things are now. Like you see that at restaurants, people are sitting two tables apart. Like what's the mm-hmm. difference? It's it's the same premise, but um, maybe not though. I don't know if you're in the theater. Maybe the air conditioning is blowing germs into your face. But it just I, I assumed that that would be the first step and that we would be there by now. But I guess. Uh, I'm glad they're being careful. I just, I, I, there's so much money being lost. It's kind of insane. Yeah. And that's the, that's the big fight right now is people are mad at the governor of California for refusing to let, you know, things open back up. And uh, so they're like, now there's this big push to, you know, there's protests to try to get him out. Right. <laughs> I saw like, that. Yeah. Wow. That is really an interesting thing. All the things that are going on right now and you're putting your energy into, 
this guy won't let Disneyland open up soon enough. <laughs> right. Crazy. I, I know people need to get back to work. I completely get that, but it, it's got to be safety first, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the New Mutants, like I said, uh, made $7 million. That's considered the number one. Wow. That's the box office champ for the weekend. And that movie is a, uh, you know, one of the, you know, one of the series of movies, you know, it's part of a franchise. So it's like, I bet you it would have made 50, 60 million first weekend uh, mm, yeah. if things were normal. Uh, number two is Unhinged, which was the number one movie last week. That's the uh, the Russell Crowe is mad about something <laughs> and takes a baseball bat to some headlights or something. Like that's what that's what I get from the. Poster. Oh, that's the one where there was a viral video of him going around like <laughs> talking about his movie and like getting really uh, like aggressive about it. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't see any of that, but uh, it does sound like something (laughs) that would happen. He starts talking about his movie, and then as it goes on, he's like, starts getting really fucking aggressive. It's, oh my God, it's so good. Oh, I got to check that out. Um, And the rest is just like, you know, SpongeBob on the run. uh, Made made 604 grand. It's you know the second spongebob movie i guess and then there's some movie called the personal history of david copperfield i don't have any idea what that is i get maybe it's an art house movie um and then another movie that i am not familiar with called words on bathroom walls might not be a movie might just be a series of images <laughs> it sounds like a ken burns documentary <laughs> let's see i've done baseball and jazz oh bathroom walls <laughs> the history of words on bathroom walls um so those both made like uh 500 and 400 grand respectively so it's uh but that's that's the box office report is Jesus. So if you go to a theater right movies. now, you, those are your choices. Like that's it. <laughs> that's what you got. Well, that and then also what they've been doing at a lot of places for a few months now is like Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day, Jaws. Like just oh, okay. they're yeah. showing the shit out of classics, comfort movies. Yeah, because that's what they do at the drive-ins a lot too. Because like drive-ins now are multiplexed, so like they've got to yeah. you know they've got to put together like four to six double bills at each driving because that's the other thing that driving still do which is amazing to me is you know two movies yeah Mm -hmm. so it's always two the the choices right now are so random i like i like looking at the drive-in theaters and just seeing the crazy double bills that they've been uh, coming up with yeah you know like trolls world tour and invisible man (laughs) (laughs) have you been to uh, i've been movie doug in the last few months i went the other night to um they did a uh, uh, Amazon Prime um, did a series of drive-in events uh, at drive-ins, uh, at two different drive-ins in Southern California, and uh, it was curated by Michael B. Jordan. And the premise of it, and it started at the beginning of summer, but uh, you know the timing's been perfect. The premise of it is uh, you know uh, black films, but what, that's also they want to show popular ones. So I already talked about this on the show last week, but like one of the movies they show is they showed is hook, mm-hmm. which on the face of it seems to me like it's about a white family, Yeah. but there is Rufio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, the lost boys are, are an ethnic mix. So that's why it got, it got in there. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, don't, and, I feel and, like that doesn't check either box. It's it's not a black film and it's not popular. <laughs> like yeah. who likes that? But, it, but well, the popular part is arguable. Every time I mention Hook on stage, uh, the, the entire crowd chants Rufio without. Uh, okay, without I guess it has. Being, yeah, I guess that generation maybe. Uh, yeah, they're super into it. But yeah. you know, the night I went, they showed. And also, you'd have a choice between movies. So the night I went, it was either Girls Trip or Coming to America. And since Coming to America 2 is coming out later this year, that just put me in a mood to, you know, check that out. So mm-hmm. uh, me and my girlfriend went to the City of Industry Vineland Drive-In Theater. Yeah. 
and uh, just stood in our car car with the windows rolled up and saw, <laughs> saw an old old movie yeah. that is way dirtier than I ever remembered it being. I thought it was like a family comedy. Coming to America? Yeah. Oh no, the royal penis is clean, man. Oh yeah, very dirty. That's very <laughs> dirty. blowjob right it's at the beginning. So dirty, yeah. yeah. And I also like I see it like on VH1 and shit. So like they oh, cut out yeah. the fact that all of Eddie Murphy's slave women in the beginning, uh, all of his servants, I should say, are uh, topless, right. or or you get a good shot of their butt, and then they drop f bombs, <laughs> like. I think it's the debut of Samuel Jackson saying motherfucker in a movie. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. With, with much conviction. That. That's well, when, he robbed, when he robbed McDowell's, right? Yeah. 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 He robs the place. And, uh, uh, and Akeem is really clever. He screws the mop end of his mop out, off so that he just has the stick. You don't need to mess, <laughs> mess around with the rest of that mop. And then he goes over there and he takes him down and with the help of his his particular uh, his assistant simmy <laughs> played by arsenio hall it is so funny how many parts those two guys play in that movie it is like yeah. it was almost like they were at pranking the you know paramount by playing all the parts <laughs> and every time one of them shows up as a different character it will not move the story forward <laughs> yeah, suddenly they're just talking about boxing for 15 minutes yeah. shops. got it's, nothing to do with what's happening it's just there for fun and it, and, it, and it really is fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so what were we talking about? Why did I go Drive, on? Drive oh, in box office. Gotcha. All right. Well, we got to play some games. There's been a lot of talk here. And uh, people come for the games. So let's, let's get to that. We're going to start with one. It's brand new. It's called Too Fast, I'm Furious. <laughs> I like that title. <laughs> well, you're not going to like this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to you first, Steve. I'm going to ask you a Fast and Furious related multiple choice question. Oh, no. Which the answer is one of these three things. Okay. The Fast and the Furious or Fast Five mm -hmm. or Furious Seven. Okay. Those are your three choices. Okay. For the question. If you get it wrong, then we'll move to Matt Belknap, who gets a shot at it. And if he gets it wrong, then boy, oh boy, open mic ego gets that lucky point. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just uh, move from there. First person to get two points wins the game. Okay. It's just the first game. It's kind of a warm-up. Don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Steve Agee? Yeah. Dwayne Johnson's first appearance... In Fast the five. Fast and Furious franchise was in Fast Five. Which I God, there's a weird thing with my sound. I keep hearing. Uh, sorry. I keep hearing answers before the question is sorry. finished. Um, is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. I I didn't realize, and of course, you know, I try not to play on these games for specific people. Yeah. But I didn't realize I'd have such a. Fast and Furious aficionado on. Well, match. I will tell you because of this, uh, the 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 quarantine, I've I took it upon myself early to start watching series like Harry Potter series and the Fast and the Furious series movies I had never seen. So I've seen a lot of these movies now. Which uh, do you have favorites? Uh, Fast Five, I think, was my favorite one. <laughs> I think it is the most entertaining one. And yeah. then what about in the Harry Potter films? Um, I'm really bad with the names of those ones. Um, Did you like them, though? Yeah, and I, I thought they got better, too, as the kids got older and the, the, the subjects got darker. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first two, I just... When they come up in, in polite company, I just eye roll and walk away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to upset anybody, but yeah. uh, Azkaban just turned it around, and then I feel like yes. I feel like there's none better than that one. That's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think they went back. They fell back into the trap of just trying to adapt every goddamn thing that happens 
exactly instead of taking some license and you know making it more of a you know interesting film yeah but they're all you know they all have stuff they all have some value you know as long as dobby's not on screen i'm pretty happy <laughs> the the jar jar of <laughs> it's so funny too because he's like so much in the second one and so annoying and then he disappears yeah. for many of the movies and then when he shows back up again it's just to die and make you feel sad that he's dying even though you never <laughs> liked him in the first place yeah totally yeah i mean i really like felt sad when he died i was like damn you because if jar jar died i, I there's no way there's no way I would shed a tear. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I didn't cry over the Ewoks. Why would I cry over? <laughs> I mean, I know only one, I think only one Ewok is really seen as dead. But... Yeah. There's that one sad shot where he's just limp <laughs> on the ground. Well, doesn't another up. Ewok like try to move him and he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> God about all awesome. of right. It's like a puppy finding a dead puppy. Uh, <laughs> not so cute anymore, are you? Oh, no, but it still kind of is. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's still puppies. So which uh, we'll start with you or go to you next, Matt. Yeah. Steve's on the board with the one point, so you really got to gotta get this and i'm pissed about that because i've seen like one or two of these movies but i knew the answer to that one just <laughs> just by like i could feel my way through that idea but this one i, I i'm sure go, go go ahead which is the first fast and furious movie to be over two hours in length hmm the very first one was it the fifth <clears throat> one or the seventh one I saw the first one and I, I don't remember it being overly long. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it was the fifth one. That seems like they, they would have gone all out on that. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. That one suddenly two hours, 10 minutes. And they just keep creeping. Like, I think, I think Calvin and Hobbes was like, uh, Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, uh, <laughs> I think it was three and a half hours long. <laughs> I think if you watch it next to the Irishman, they, they sync up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Matt got a point. Steve got a point. Here we go, Mike. Here's I've your, never, I've uh, never seen any of these movies. Not one. Never all right. Well, I still feel like you might, you might be able to figure it out. We'll I'm see. Go, I'm all heart on these. <laughs> all right. All feels. <laughs> what was the first Fast and Furious movie to be released in IMAX between The Fast and the Furious, uh, Fast Five or Furious Seven? The Fast and the Furious. You think out of the gate they were just like, <laughs> I don't know. They can't, they can't all be Fast Five. They can't all, that can't be the answer for every question. <laughs> or can they? Damn yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> Incorrect. Ah, my heart is fucked up. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> well, I, I'm under the same. Uh, I have the same theory as Mike. I don't think it would be Fast Five three times in a row. So I'm going to go Furious Seven. That's incorrect. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, Christ. Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on a fucking TV, so <laughs> that's the same. All right, Matt, this is yours to lose. Oh boy, uh, Doug, I'm gonna say Fast Five. You're gonna go with the one remaining answer. <laughs> yeah, You're and I will assume say like, that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but like, be, even though I haven't seen those later movies. Uh, having been the producer of your podcast for 14 years, I feel like it is exactly like you to just have the same answer three times in a row. So I was feeling it all, all the way through. I was feeling it's got to be fast five. All right. Well, you, uh, you took that one down. Um, <laughs> but since he's, I you know, I don't want to play this game again ever. So I'm going <laughs> to just for fun, tell you the other ones we had here, uh, which one had the tagline feel the speed, feel the rush. Hmm. Is this for anybody? Or are we? Anybody? Yeah. That's that definitely sounds familiar. I think I was the first one. I think it was the first one. Yeah, I'd say first. See, that one would have tricked you because it was it was Fast Five. Jesus <laughs> damn it, Christ! <laughs> After I just said that, <laughs> yeah, it broke my own rule. 
Now this one narrows it down to two. Which which movie was released exactly on the tenth anniversary of the original Fast and Furious? So was it the fifth one or the seventh one? Mm. Ten years later. I'm gonna say Fast Five. I'm gonna go seven. I abstain. <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm gonna give Mike the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was that was also Fast Five. Good God. <laughs> Uh, which movie used Puerto Rico as a double for Rio de Janeiro? Five. Also five. And then a guy named Matt Schultz is in multiple Fast and Furious, Furious movies. Uh, which one of the three that we've been using in this game is he not in? Mm. Five. <laughs> one, five. five or seven? Probably Fast Five, I guess. I'm gonna say think? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Fast Five again. All right, Steve. Yeah, I say five. <laughs> You're all correct. It's Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs> who is he? Is he like a stunt guy, or is he is he an actual actor? No, he's an actual actor who his character, um, for whatever he gets his arm really fucked up in the first one by some metal blade or something, uh-huh. and then he shows up again in five and he's got like a scarred fucked up arm. And mm. then I forget how he manages to also get to, uh, I mean, he doesn't show up again until seven. So he's, he's out from two through six. Oh, wow. Yeah. He doesn't show up again until seven. Yeah. It's weird. I don't get it. Hmm. But Matt Belknap, you won that game. No, well, nice. I, I and feel I'll tell like... you, I'll tell you about your winnings. I'll tell you about exactly what you won. Okay after these commercial messages how's that that's an amazing tease that's pretty good very nice yeah we'll be right back ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness he works with a virtual reality training platform developed by fundamental vr and orbis international to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. Matt, I know you've had a little time to think about this. Oh, yeah. My mind's running wild. There's so many things you could have won and uh, what you win for uh, taking down that first game is you get to go first in our final game today. Oh, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if you've uh, noticed this one, Matt, because uh, Ryan's been at the helm for a lot of these uh, Douglas movies lately. Yeah. Uh, Have you uh, been able to check out the game Weird Algorithm? Uh, it does sound a little familiar. D- tell me how it works, and uh, I'll tell you if I because I, I, I've done a couple of these. Uh, actually, I think I might have been uh, producing when the last time Mike uh, was on. So, um, d- Mike, do you know this game? <laughs> uh, I don't think he does. I don't. I, okay. I don't recall. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's messed up. Um, <laughs> it's a weird algorithm because IMDb the internet movie database has a function now where when you look up the cast of a movie, you click on the thing that says, see all, it gives you the whole list. And then it says, Hey, you want to refine that list? Would you like to see these people listed in the order of their popularity? (laughs) Rather, rather than (laughs) billing. Yeah, no, no actor needs to find out about this. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Looking, looking yourself up could be painful. But yeah. Steve, don't go near this thing. I'm so tempted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, if you have reasonable expectations, also, it's probably not, not that bad. But for big stars, it could be quite jarring. And <laughs> some of the supporting players and bit parts in there 
in their movie are, are more popular today. Because I looked this thing up either yesterday or today, so it's like this is popular according to IMDb's algorithm, which is very strange and hard to figure out. Yeah, that is, this is based on the, their, their proprietary star meter system. Is that right? I think it, it somewhat is, but I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what boosts people up the most yeah. other than it does feel like being in the news in a big way does make their star right. meter go up and then that makes them go up on, on this thing as well. It so seems- what if you're, what if you're uh, famous because you murdered a bunch of people in real life? Does it make your star <laughs> meter go up? I bet it does. Probably. Yeah. I think if you're, you know, also in movies or TV, yeah. you know, it's unfortunately most of the serial killers aren't really known until they get caught. True. Yeah. I said, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so uh, so here's how it works. I'll, uh, each of you will get a chance to go first, but uh, Matt gets the first round. I'll name a movie, and Matt gets to be the first one to tell me who he thinks from that movie would be the top-billed person in the movie, because that's worth the most points. If you name the top-billed person, you get three points. Second build, two. Third build, one. Anything below that, you don't get anything. And... You can also share answers and you can do all your math out loud. It's just a matter of uh, making sure everybody's locked in on someone. Yeah, I do. I have heard you play this game and and I just remembered uh, there was like a director was in there. Are you doing the directors are are still involved too, or is it it just cast? Directors can slip in, but I think in that case it might've been because that director you played a cameo in, in the uh, movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, I think, in fact, also, it was a cameo by a director who did not direct that movie. Right. And, and it was, it was confusing because, yeah. they, they, like, their rating was high because of their directing work recently, but they were a cameo in this movie. And, so, yeah, so you have to kind of think that way, too, sometimes, which is hard to do. Yeah. It's so weird. I was, uh, you know, Jeff Tate and I play this game on Periscope every day where, you know, a movie trivia game. And... uh so I had to do some research on Spies Like Us recently. Oh, and wow. That John Landis movie, he had gotten so out of hand with the <laughs> casting cameos by other directors. It is yeah. crazy how many directors have random little parts, and, and especially considering how terrible that movie turned out, <laughs> to have all these distinguished directors in there playing, you know, like fucking David Cronenberg and shit like that. Oh, weird. <laughs> and it's a gag for nobody because not even people who are fans of directors, especially back then, tended to even know what they look like. Right. Yep. Um, okay. So anyway, here we go. And, you know, like I said, feel free to talk your way through all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shared information game because it, it's also something we can play on the internet. Uh assuming no one is cheating and looking stuff up on their, uh, <laughs> there's no prizes. So, so why cheat? That's what I say. Yet yeah. there's still people who would. All right. <laughs> None of you guys though. No, Matt, I almost uh, called you Casper. That was close. <laughs> Matt. I mean, Casper is a fun guest to have just because how, when in your life do you get to just constantly refer to someone by the name Casper appropriately? The you never guessed yeah, it's just <laughs> it's crazy okay um the movie matt mm-hmm. is suicide squad <laughs> suicide squad. <laughs> the first one uh yes yes oh, i don't i don't know if is the second one do they have like the cast list on imdb already yeah i think so oh man Okay, so, so I should have looked at that. But anyway, this is the first one, so yeah, Steve's okay. feelings can't get hurt by this. No. Uh, well, still, they wouldn't be hurt anyway. <laughs> so I haven't seen this movie, uh, but I, I, you know, I sort of have some clue as to who's in it. Um, it. It seems like the obvious answer is Will Smith, but knowing how the algorithm is a little bit uh, fickle and and weighted towards recent events, uh, I feel like I have to think about that. There's Margot Robbie might be above him at this point. Um, who else is in it? Let me think about that too. Uh, yeah, you know what? Because uh, like, what has Margot Robbie done recently? She had something going on this summer, didn't she? She was promoting something. Uh, I'll say I, I, I'm not gonna 
overthink this. I'm just going to say Margot Robbie. All right, that's uh, that's what Matt's working with. What do you think, uh, Mike? Uh, I'm I'm hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna place the safe bet, man. I'm gonna say Will. I'm gonna go ahead and say Will. I'm gonna say he's he's top build according to the weird algorithm. Okay. I mean, they did just announce that uh, they're gonna make a bright two. Oh no, they didn't. You're lying. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. No way. There's no way. It's happening, man. Oh no. God. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not because you know everything's kind of up in the air at this point. But they intend to make a second. <laughs> oh Jesus! They're also making that the the uh, dramatic one hour Fresh Prince of Bel Air series that he's producing. Have you heard about that? No, come on. <laughs> no, that's real. actually that that is real. That's, that's real. Wow. That's, that's, that's real. real. And nobody wants it, but it's happening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's got. You know, I think it looks like it's good. It, basically, what happened is like a film student made a tra- like a, a trailer about like what if the Fresh Prince was like Riverdale, basically. Yeah. And and then Will Smith saw it and he like went flew to like flew to wherever that guy was to meet him and talk to him about it and then they partnered up. I feel wow. like Will Smith is the busiest man in the world who's somehow hum, somehow also always bored. <laughs> Don't understand it. <laughs> He's like yawning while learning how to shoot a gun. <laughs> okay, so because uh, he has to learn new guns every practically every movie he does. Yeah. Um What's your thought, Steve? Well, I think based on algorithms, Matt's probably right with Margot. Um, but I think maybe uh, just to be, just to give a different answer, I, I want to say Viola Davis, but maybe also based on algorithms, I, I'll just go with David Harbor. Hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, Jared Leto's in that too, ain't he? Mm-hmm. Like, that's true, yeah. That's another, you know, he could he could throw this shit off in, in a major way. Not that I'm going to change my vote, but <laughs> maybe somebody else wants to. All right, so Matt's going with Margo. Mike's sticking with Will Smith. And Steve goes David, David Harbour. Harbour. Uh, glad you all dodged the bullet on uh, Jared Leto because he came in seventh. Mm. Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, third place. Somebody's getting a point. Will Smith. Whoa. Okay. Third. Okay. Oh, wow. third. I'll, wow. I'll take a point. I'll take a point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be more Happily. than one other of the players has. Uh oh. <laughs> Coming in at number two uncredited but definitely there mr ben affleck wow Batman! fuck i forgot he was in that damn yeah he shows up and he's like hey what's going on and um, (laughs) and, uh and then number one three points to matt belknap for margot robbie yeah yeah man nice still anybody's game you don't know what movies i'm gonna throw at you you don't know how crazy the algorithm's gonna get. <laughs> uh, who's up next, uh, Mike? Yeah, you gotta go first this time. Uh, I think this just celebrated an anniversary, a major milestone. Uh, the classic film *Purple Rain*. Oh, okay, okay. Uh. Yeah. Huh. And mine must be reeling. Like, why would we even? <laughs> Jesus. This one should. Wouldn't this just be obvious? <laughs> um, I mean, oh, there's. I, the, okay. Um, <laughs> Jeepers, man. So, I mean, but the, the fact that you're asking it means there's, there's a curveball <laughs> in here somewhere. Uh, and I, I can't think. I mean, Morris Day is pretty. But he wouldn't. On a. He ain't done nothing else in movies except <laughs> except Jay and Silent Bob or something. Um, oh, uh, yes. Okay, I'm gonna since I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take Prince. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Prince. I oh okay. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take Prince. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Steve. Jesus. Um, 
uh, Apollonia. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the only other name I could play. I thought of Morris Day and Prince and Apollonia. Those I, I can't even think of a third or fourth person. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I'm getting this. I'm getting this feeling like somebody who played one of his parents was famous. In it, but I can't That's remember who I'm, the hell they were. Yeah, there's got to be real actors in it, right? Like, yeah. uh, and I just can't think of them, any of them. I feel like his dad was somebody, but I can't remember <clears throat> who the hell it was. Hmm. Yeah, probably someone who's still alive and, and working, so they would potentially be higher than Prince. Uh, so, well, Steve, is that your final answer, Apollonia? Yeah. yeah <laughs> My turn? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It's, it's to me then. Uh, yeah. Like I could just, I could take a, a complete shot in the dark and try to think of a, an actor who would have played like, yeah, like his dad or something, having no memory of who that would be. Uh, but I think I'm just going to play it safe and say Prince. Because I could say, I can also say Prince, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I think so. Let's go back to Steve. Let's circle back. Do you still you still want to stick with Apollonia? Yeah, just have a different answer. Yeah. All right. Well, we just said you don't have to have a different answer. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but for some if reason, it is, if for some reason it's Apollonia, this is going to be huge. Yeah. I, the only I will say the only other name that keeps coming to my head is. Uh, Edward James almost, but I, I have no clue if he's in it or not. <laughs> don't know why I think he would be in it, but it seems like something he might have been in. I don't know. He's doing origami. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of Doug uh, laughter on the uh, on the call right now tells me he is not in it. <laughs> I'm just like even trying to figure out if there was a party could even play. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's uh, yeah. All right. Let's break it down. Um, that's what I was trying. I was trying to think if there's any larger parts for you know people who people not of color who are you know white or Hispanic. Lisa and Wendy yeah. from Prince's band they came in at number seven and eight. Uh, number for a second, six, I thought you were going to say they they shared a spot, like they had to share billing as one person as a unit. But they did. They did come in one after the other, and I'm not even going to say which came first because if they're listening, I don't want them to feel bad. <laughs> oh, for sure, it was Windy, Windy Melvoin. <laughs> <laughs> they're both very talented. I, oh I, I've seen them uh, perform, you know, in various situations, and um, I think they're great. Uh, also, great, the great Morris Day. He came in at number six. Wow, six. I know, shocking. And then fifth, I didn't even write it down, but it's that like kind of uh there is that kind of girl white girl with the white hair who's like kind of a groupie who's trying to or she wants to sing and she's trying to get in there, but they kind of dismiss her as a character pretty quickly, I think. Um and then fourth was the woman who plays Prince's mom. And now I can't think of it, it's Olga somebody. Mm. But coming in in third position, Apollonia. Apollonia. Oh, nice. good guess. Steve Agee's on the board. Here we go. Yeah. And then <laughs> number two, worth two points, Prince. All right. Okay, now, now what the hell shenanigans is going on? Yeah, Who directed right? it? Who directed Purple Rain? Oh, that's a good it question. It was directed by... Um, God, what's that guy's name? Okay, uh, mostly it's clearly, did, clearly did music videos. Yeah, like, okay. he, it's not a guy who went on to direct a ton of movies. I think he only directed Prince's follow-up movie, and then that was it, maybe. I want to say Ragnoli or something like that. Anyway, uh, there was a gentleman who played Prince's father, his abusive father, so we know where, where his character gets it from. <laughs> and... Uh, he was the star of a TV show in the 70s called The Mod Squad. Oh, yeah. And his name is Clarence Williams III. I see. There you wow. go. Number one. I have no idea why. What, what's Clarence <laughs> up to? What has he done? I don't even think he's alive. Oh, my God. How did he beat Prince? I oh, don't he know beat, how he, he did it. Prince in the movie. We know that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, just, he's continuing. Keeps beating him. Even wow. in death, he's, he won't let, let up. I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's alive. I take that back. Don't. He must have, he must be in something 
or I don't, yeah, there must be some recent project. I, uh, I have no idea how he managed to pull it off, but good for him. Yeah. Um, and we have a really tight game here, except for Steve. Uh, Matt has five points, and Mike has three, and Steve has one. But uh, fast five. <laughs> Is it Vin Diesel? <laughs> I think you get to go first this round, though, Steve. Okay. So that's exciting. Okay. And Clarence Williams III is still alive. Thank goodness. Oh, good. That was a close one. Oh, while well, I'm there, I might as well see what his most recent credit is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where's his filmography? Oh, there it is. 110 things he's acted in. And the last thing he did was in 2018, a movie called American Nightmares. Hmm. Yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> they pulled him out of retirement for it, I guess. Um, the film, Steve, is The Lost Boys. Great. Huh. Mm. Which are they? They're remaking that, I believe, right? Is that in the world? I think that's the talk, is that they're going to yeah. try to do it again. Good luck. That's a classic. <laughs> It's a classic in terms of like, I dig the tone of it and the visuals and stuff. I guess it's kind of scary in parts, but it could, somebody could make a new one that oh, yeah, yeah. definitely takes it in a, a different way. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like it doesn't hold up super well. It's, it's very eighties and, and, uh, very dated. Yeah. yeah. It's you're right. It has a, a distinctive style to it that, that Joel Schumacher style, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's kind of corny. Yeah, and he really didn't do Corey Haim any favors by decorating his room with a Rob Lowe poster. <laughs> Rob Lowe poster. Oh, my God. Right. He says so, he did it because Rob Lowe starred in his a previous movie, St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. But it's a picture of Rob Lowe lifting his shirt up. Like, it's, it's, why would a 12-year-old boy or what, yeah. how old is he supposed to be? Why would he have that? Yeah. It's weird. Although, on the other hand, though, he is a weird kid. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's... It, it, like Joel Schumacher definitely wanted to get a little bit of like in the eighties, you couldn't just make a movie about gay vampires, but he wanted to, there to be some, <laughs> some gay vibes to the movie. So he just, anything like the dude playing the saxophone, uh, it's all oiled up and <laughs> oh crazy. Oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah. It was just a little bit of homoeroticism sprinkled on top of this standard Hollywood movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, what do you think, Steve? Who's number one? It's uh, God for me. It's between two people. Um, Torn uh, between two people. And this is based on algorithms, so this is probably like what's current. I like to think that, but Clarence Williams the Third hasn't been in a movie for <laughs> two years. Yeah. And, oh, God damn it! So I I'll go with Kiefer Sutherland. The Fugitive. That's right. I was su weirdly surprised that he w he's not the fugitive. He's the guy chasing the fugitive. Yes. <laughs> Which makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Perfect but, sense. But I'm just sort of like, why, uh, Kiefer, the guy's been wrongly accused. You seem like you're better than that than to chase the guy who's been wrongly accused. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Jack Bauer wasn't about chasing the wrongly accused. Yeah, he was into chasing people nobody knew was guilty, or even knew existed. <laughs> um, what do you think, uh, Matt? Uh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland seems like the obvious choice. I'm I'm trying to think if there's somebody in a small part. Uh, I can't remember any of the actresses like who I know there were at least. Two One of my first uh, first teenage crushes is in. Uh, oh, 
Okay. But you're not going with that. So you, you know, the name, but you're not, you're, you're, is it Jennifer Connelly? Is she in that movie? No. Okay. Was uh, your same, crush, same was your crush Jason Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> nope. It was Rob Lowe. <laughs> Even the poster. One of his best performances as that poster. And the poster also is in, is on the inside of the closet door. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's the, the subtext. <laughs> it's, really, couldn't be clearer. it's really wild. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I think honestly, I, I was thinking of Kiefer Sutherland, um, and, and, uh, I don't think Jason Patrick's done much recently, so I, I feel like I can rule him out, but then I kind of weirdly feel like this could be a, a trick question and that maybe the living Corey, Corey Feldman mm. might be, yeah. uh, might actually be algorithmically the most, uh, relevant person in this moment, but I don't know why he True. would be. I'm just, I don't, I'm just, to, I'm, I'm going to say Feldman though. What an interesting label, the living glory, <laughs> the living one. Uh, okay. So, Mike, you've heard yeah, man, a lot I'm, of talk. I don't, um, I'm not good at this kind of stuff, so I'm, I'm going to go with safe money, which means I'm going to answer in the least interesting way possible, and also say Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Well, I, I like that move. Let's see what it does. Can I tell you who my happens. second would have been. Who's yeah. that? Who's that? Diane Weist. Oh, the mom. Oh, yeah. She's so she's, good. She's still working a lot. She's great. Oh yeah, yeah. She's a, and she also for a while, like remember on one of the Law and Order shows, she like had gained a lot of weight, and now she's yeah. uh, not. You know, she's uh, back down to. I was going to say normal, but that's not that's not fair. <laughs> um. Steve, who was your crush? It was Diane Weiss? Jamie, Jamie Gertz. Oh, Jamie Gertz. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gertz was the lost girl. Right. And Weist was uh, Corey Haim's uh, single mom just trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. But then she starts dating a vampire. Um, tale, tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number also, six. Also, Bill S. Preston uh, Esquire is is in the movie. Alex Winter, that is correct. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, there's a lot to choose from. This is a complicated one. Um, oh, that's a good answer six. though, because of the new Bill and Ted movie. That he might be the the top answer. Oh God, it's too bad you're thinking of all this now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was in it, and he's right on the poster. Like that's the you know the, I can picture that poster. And this he's is direct, like two he's out of. Uh, <laughs> this is like two out of three of the people driving home from Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it! Only one winner. Um, coming in at number six is the uh, Mr. Corey Feldman. Damn it. All the way at number six. Number five is Jason Patrick. And then, in a stunning turn, at only four, Kiefer Sutherland. Get out of here. It's going to be Diane Weist. And number three is Corey Haim, which is impressive because he's been not with us for a while. Good for him. Um, Number two, the aforementioned Alex Winter. Wow. Who barely speaks in Lost Boys, as I remember it. Right. And... (laughs) <laughs> number one <laughs> jamie gertz yeah. no wow hey what is I she am, doing what? right now what Math is jamie gertz doing right now to get the number one spot <laughs> is she on a tv show or something she must be huh i did uh a movie with her a jeff garland movie that that she was in but that was like <laughs> but that was like five years ago Oh, okay. So that maybe it's, you know, just now catching on. <laughs> yeah. that, means, that means your stars are rising, Steve. <laughs> What's, what was the you movie know, called? Do you remember? Yeah, Dealing with Idiots. It was about uh, little, <laughs> little League parents. Oh, oh, I was hoping it took place in a casino. <laughs> um, dealing. Dealing. Jamie so Gertz, that means uh, that Matt Bilnab's our winner. Oh, hey. Wow. You did That's it. Exciting. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you took it down. So it's great to have you back. Last minute edition. Yeah. And, uh, and you won the thing. Do you have anything that, uh, that you'd like to promote? 
you know, what's funny is uh, two things I've been recently doing in, in quarantine. I've been watching Superstore, which uh, features oh. Steve Agee. So uh, I've been enjoying mm-hmm. Steve on that show a lot. And I just started listening to uh, Open Mike Eagle's podcast, What Had Happened Was, which is about the great rap producer Prince Paul. So uh, check out those two things before nice. those guys even get to, to, to promote them. <laughs> well, that, well, that's just lovely. <laughs> so nice. It really they're not going to plug shit at yours. <laughs> I know. That's okay. Uh, I mean, uh, to check out Never Not Funny if you want to listen to a, a different comedy podcast when you're done with this one. But uh but yeah, I, I, finish I, I, this one first. Yeah, please. finish this one. It's almost over. You're Slow you're so down. close, so close to being done with it. Um, but yeah, check out Never Not Funny wherever you get podcasts, and then uh, and then check out Mike's podcast if you like uh, '90s hip hop because it's great. And uh, and Superstore is super entertaining. My whole family, where I'm watching it with my kids, and they love it. So it's oh great. yeah, nice. They don't go blue at all in Superstore. They do they actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes over their heads, I guess. We say fuck a lot and they bleep they just bleep it (laughs) It, they really do it's crazy i know i love that i love that they do that um but yeah it's and there's there's definitely adult themes and topics but uh but yeah like there's 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 one episode where there's like some uh just very open abortion jokes flying around and i was like okay this is cool i get to explain to my eight-year-old son what an abortion is now (laughs) uh but he didn't ask yeah i think he just decided i'll figure that out later maybe what's a gagortion (laughs) (laughs) well thank you matt Open Mike Eagle, the new album is called Three Words. Anime, a second word, and divorce. See, I'm getting closer to learning it. That's good, man. Third time's a charm, maybe. But Anime, Trauma, and Divorce, October uh, 16th. That'll be on all of the music things. Lovely. Thank you for being here. Of course. Steve Agee, star of Superstore. <laughs> I don't know. Star. The, the Alec Guinness of the next Suicide Squad. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> Multiple roles. Um, what else? Anything else? No, I think that's it. I mean, Superstore actually starts up again in a couple weeks, and I'm I'm scheduled to do a few more. So keep an eye out for that, and then uh, Suicide Squad next August. So they're like going to do some safe shooting of that show somehow? They are. Every, from everything I've heard, it sounds like really, really safe. So it doesn't mean I'm not really fucking nervous, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weird because it's going to like, you know, sets are already kind of, you know, tense because everybody's, you know, trying to yeah. do good work or whatever. And then to have yeah. this on top, to have that extra concern on top of it, yeah. Uh, it seems like a bummer, but at least, you know, at least every, people will be working and, uh, and making that show that, uh, that Matt can watch with his family, despite all the <laughs> fuck bombs, <laughs> yeah. the family fuck bombs. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, I'm doing my first internet standup headliner show and uh, meet and greet at rush ticks.com T I X rush ticks.com to get your tickets. It's on Saturday, October 3rd at 4:20 pacific time i'll have special guests it'll be fun speaking of special guests thank you one more time to open mike eagle steve ag and casper van dean <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to say the last line from i've been closing with last lines from movies and i wanted to say the last line from uh starship troopers to end the show but it's so hard to find sometimes what the last line of a movie is just by asking the internet yeah uh but i think it goes like this are you ready with the end theme matt i am indeed all right uh i think it goes like this we need you all service guarantees citizenship now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves-